Hey, Chioma, welcome to the playroom today. How are you? I'm great, thank you. It's good to have you here, and welcome to the playroom today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. I would love people to know more about you, what you do, because we're going to be going deep into Pinterest today. So I want you to let people know about you and just let us have a little insight. That's awesome. Yeah. So I do two major things. The first, uh, for the sake of what we're doing today, I'm a Pinterest marketing strategist. So what that means for businesses is that I help businesses set up, um, you know, Pinterest, optimize Pinterest accounts and let you understand that Pinterest is way more than, you know, what it is generally perceived to be a social platform. It is more of a search engine, you know, than a social platform. And what that means for lots of businesses is that you get to have a lot of warm audiences, uh, people who are happy, willing to buy your stuff, you know, when you do proper targeting. So as a Pinterest strategist, I help businesses, bloggers especially, you know, to get into Pinterest while we're all waiting for the Google SEO to index your index your websites and your blogs and all of that. Pinterest is just sitting pretty, waiting for you to utilize and leverage on it. So that's basically what I do with Pinterest. And then I'm also a blog monetization coach so you know for bloggers who are looking to um understand the monetization part of their blog and turn that into a full-time income i walk you all the way through to that the wow wow tell me more about your pinterest experience with your clients and what made you fall in love with it till today okay so i started out blogging right i worked at an agency for years and what i basically did there was i would work with businesses to set up their blogs to be optimized by google you know work on the seo but then i started a personal blog myself right and because i had an experience and understood that um, the google seo would change from time to time and even though that's the best place for you to get the the most you know traffic to your yeah. website and your business it could be um, very confusing for a lot of businesses. You know, they, they tend to see as techie. So when I started my own blog, I wanted a quick win, right? Because at the time I wanted to quit my job. So I needed to be able to get as much traffic to my new blog so that I could start to make a couple hundred dollars um, to be able to quit my job. So I was doing a bit of research and I found Pinterest, right? I found that that was one of the major traffic drivers for a lot of bloggers. Yeah. New bloggers. Yeah bloggers even though we're all trying to you know we're just sign out blogging he wants to um be on the on the good side of the google seo but pinterest has always been right there you know with over 400 million users right now and these people are not um like the instagram where you have to like where you have cold audience so you have to kind of nurture people Pinterest is a search engine meaning that people go there in search of different things people go there to plan their lives plan their purchases so when they're on pinterest they're not looking to know you personally they're looking to buy stuff they're looking to get information on the product that you have so that's basically so when you when you um get your business on pinterest it is optimized you understand keywords uh, when people search for things you are most likely to show up right and what that means is when people are making their plans to purchase that like for example it was memorial day yesterday and that was a trend that took up so much on Pinterest, right? So lots of people were making 
um, searches on the best memorial gifts to get for you know their loved ones. So these are like key points and key parts of Pinterest that a lot of businesses, a lot of bloggers need to understand because it's like a gold mine. And right now Pinterest has kind of taken things a whole lot seriously. Yeah. Right? Um, there's a lot of people that there's, there's a lot of platforms out there like the Instagram. You see that these people are doing so much right now. I don't know if it was um, because of the clubhouse boom, but a lot of these platforms are beginning to really up their games, right? They don't want you to leave their platform. So Pinterest has, Pinterest has started to do just that, right? If you've been on Pinterest anytime, you'll see that there's now this feature called Idea Pin, right? It was initially Story Pin. Um, and as soon as they wrote that out, it was, it was, it was going crazy. Right? Yeah. I remember the first time I did a story pin for a client and that got 6,000 impressions in like less than, less than five minutes, to be honest. It wasn't even me that saw it. It was her. So she saw it and she reached out to me like, oh, Choma, how did this pin just get 6,000 impressions in less than five minutes? And I looked at it. I wasn't completely surprised. Because I already knew that story pins are doing that good, mm. but I did. I just, I just did not, yeah, understand why it was happening like that. It never happened for a normal pin, even though I have had a couple of pins go viral, but it didn't just happen within, you know, that short period of time. So what I'm saying is, Pinterest is now, you know, taking the platform a little more seriously. Yeah. Which means that they want businesses to come to see the uh, importance and how valuable Pinterest is, right? To see that when you do your keyword right, SEO right, as a gold mine. Now, when you try to set up an account on Pinterest, one of the things you'll see is that you set up a business account, you optimize your profile, and you start to get traffic. Like, it's right there. So, see nothing to hide, and it's really what it is. You get quality traffic when you use Pinterest. Now, because of that, those stats that you just talked about, what do you think, and I'm sure you know what happened and how it happened, but for someone that has no idea how it even happens, what makes a pin like that get that type of expression or that type of impression that reaches a lot of people that express their engagement based by clicking, saving, yeah. or, you know, just engaging generally? Okay, so the first thing, yeah, that is very important is that your account is a business account, right? So that's the only way even way to this analysis in the first place um so your account is a business account and the second important thing is that your account is set up yeah right so what i mean by setup is you have um your profile description right there so for example i'm a pinterest marketing strategy so my pinterest i have my name right that's your profile name and then your description should have keywords as well that kind of explain what you do because everything that you do on pinterest you kind of speak um, about the things that you do, keywords, right? That's the important thing. Everything should have keywords because that's how Pinterest would index your account. Yeah. Right? It's the Pinterest algorithm. It works the way that the Google algorithm would work. So one of the things that would make um, a pin to skyrocket in that way is when you've done the keywords right. It's basically keywords. It comes down to keywords, right? So for example, I do, so for this client of mine, um, she is, an employee engagement expert, right? So the pin was about how to motivate lazy employees. That's basically, you know, the pin. 
that was the, the title that I had on the pin, right? And I did the same thing, the pin title, the description. So you put those keywords, you know, in all of the places that are necessary and don't stop your descriptions with keywords because people yeah. will understand that you're spammy and nothing's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, be strategic, use keywords, and then because you already have your account set up, right? And Pinterest, the Pinterest algorithm already understands that this is what you are. Um, a lot of times you find that your your pins are getting even if you're not going viral right you're going to be getting lots of traction you know when you just do things right yeah that's amazing i i definitely agree with that in that when you are using pinterest sometimes people forget like you said in the beginning people don't think it's a social media i mean they think it's a social media platform but they don't know it's a visual search engine like YouTube. Because right. right. you, YouTube is a social media account, but mm-hmm. it's typically search at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I would love to know more about when you use Pinterest for business, what do you look out for and why? When I use it for business. Okay, so the first Thing, yeah. Right? Of course, that's the ultimate goal that every business wants. You want people, you want traffic. Correct. Right. So for example, um, especially since COVID hit, a lot of the businesses that did not see the need to go online have seen the need to go online. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you take your business online, for example, this recent client I'm working with, she's an employee engagement expert. Right. So she didn't see the need to be online she was basically on linkedin because you would want to reach out to directors mds employers because those were those are you know her her audience right reaching out to the people in the top um positions but she didn't see the need to even have pinterest to start with because i had to do a lot of convincing i had to let her see okay so this is the back end we did keyword research together so you literally see the numbers of people you know, in your niche who are searching. So there's a part on Pinterest that shows you if there's over 5 million people that are searching for your keyword, you would see it right there. Right. And for most of our keywords, we have more than 5 million people searching every month. So that was just a quick go ahead. Right. So we gave that a try. So the one thing, you know, that's important is to know that your audience is here. Yeah. Right. So for Pinterest, you need to understand that you don't want to. Pinterest can really take a lot of your time. If you're just starting out because it takes consistency on pinterest right if you've been on pinterest anytime you would see that sometimes some accounts that used to have more than a million impression now have like 200,000 impressions and that's because they kind of took things slow or they took a break so pinterest is all about consistency when you get back on pinterest get consistent you start to get as much you know traction as you used to have when you start to stop the things that will just continue to work for you would be the things that you had created in the past because Pinterest is not like Instagram or Twitter where after 24 hours or 48 hours, all of the engagement and activity just stop. With Pinterest, as long as people continue to search for this thing, you have you know high potential of showing up in the search and that's how your pins will continue to go round, especially when it's an evergreen thing that you created. So the important thing is to know that your audience are here on Pinterest. And the second thing is to set up your profile in a way that it pleases the the, the Pinterest search engine. 
So when people search for certain things mm-hmm. that you're about, they're going to find your pain, right? So be a business account. The second thing, make sure that your audience are on Pinterest. So you do your keyword research. And I'm very sure that of all of the industries that we have out there, more than 70% will find their audience on Pinterest. Just very little, right? But yeah. more than 70% will definitely find their audience on Pinterest. And it's growing. It keeps growing. So as it continues to grow, you see that you'll be able to find your audience on Pinterest. And these people are warm a warm audience, meaning that they're not looking to just check you out to see if you're a good fit. They're searching, right? So if they find what they want from your platform, they're most likely to make this decision right there. So that's the thing that search engines, you know, are about. Yeah. Um, the next thing, of course, would be your keywords so that you're not creating pain in vain, right? You want to understand SEO, you want to understand keywords on Pinterest so that when you create this thing, um, right from your pain design, your title to your description you want to be sure that you have proper keywords right so that um, for every pin that you put up on pinterest you have a chance of getting impressions because you know you understand how searches work yeah so those are like the important steps that you need to take to get this um, required stock set on pinterest now you mentioned something that's very interesting when you talked about doing your keyword research. Now, I've come to notice this, and I don't know if you've noticed this too on Clubhouse, but when somebody says keyword research, the next question is, how do I even start doing keyword research? Are you able to really like give somebody a step actionable process that can help them? Okay, so without doing that visually, I would say that the first thing, of course, when you're doing keyword research is to see that um, your audience are on a platform. So, for example, I'm going to go to the one where lots of us are familiar with, and that's Google, okay? Because one thing, right, that could be strange, and those of you who might find a little funny, is that Pinterest and Google kind of work hand in hand, right? So, mm-hmm. you can do your keyword research for Pinterest on Google, right? So, if you do not know how, uh, Pinterest has kind of changed a little bit. Um, before 2021, if you want to do, if a newbie wants to do keyword research, for example, you would just go on the key on the Pinterest platform and you would type for, you know, um, key type words that are related to what your business is about, right? When you type these things and you hit search, Pinterest is going to show you um, there are a couple circles at the top of your Pinterest homepage when you search for this thing. Pinterest will show you related searches, related keywords, right? Up to like 20 of them right at the top. But that has changed. So when you search for something, you no longer find, you know, those related keywords anymore. Yeah, it's gone. It's just not really hard for a lot of people to understand. So um, what kind of keywords should I put in if I'm trying to see what people are searching? It has made it a little confusing, right? Another thing that works now is when I'm about to search on Pinterest, um, there's this thing called um, Pinterest will just fill it up for you. Like when I type how to be, how to say, for example, June is self-care together month, right? So when I search best ways, best ways to um, implement self-care or best ways to infuse self-care into my life, when I type best ways to, right, Pinterest would kind of fill it up, the search bar would kind of fill up, and you're going to see the internet searches are just pop down. The way that, the way that we have the um, also apps 
Google. Yeah. Right? So you search the same thing, Google will kind of fill it up for you before you finish typing, right? So Pinterest also has that. And that's one way for people to see um, other related terms when it comes to their keywords, things that people are searching. But the problem with that is that you don't get to see the number, the volume. You just see that the searches are there, but you don't see, oh, there's 1,000 people searching for this term every month. Right. You don't get to see that, right? So two ways that that can happen. You can do that on Pinterest and you can do that on Google, right? So Google has a lot of tools that you can use to do keyword research. I use Ahrefs, right? Ahrefs is not free, um, but there are other free ones. There's Uber Suggest. That's not free as well, but they have trials. So these are like tools that you can use to aid keyword research, right? They have brilliant um, results that show you the number of people that are searching for your term, for your search term, right? So the important thing when you're doing keyword research is know what your your main keyword is, right? For example, I'm a Pinterest strategist, Pinterest marketing. So I know that my main keyword would be Pinterest marketing, right? So um, if I'm trying to get on to Google or Pinterest to do my keyword research, I'll probably get on Google, go to ubersuggest.com or go to Google Keyword Fund. That's free. And it's kind of the best as well because it's owned by Google. So you go on the Google Keywords Planner tool and then you will just put the keyword Pinterest marketing, just put it on the search bar and you're going to get, you know, a list of keywords Right, the list of related keywords. So there's Pinterest marketing for uh, for local businesses. There's Pinterest marketing strategies for uh, hotels. Business Pinterest marketing for bloggers, for bloggers in London, for food bloggers. You know all of these keywords, right? So you're going to see all of these keywords. You're going to see the search volume. So there's 100,000, there's 10,000 to 100,000 people searching for this term every month. Right, there's 1,000 to 10,000. We're just going to see, you know, if there's people that are actually searching for this. So that's what the search volume will be about. Yeah. And the next part, we're going to see the keyword difficulty. Right, and that's going to let you know if you know it's possible to rank or not. But that's for Google SEO, right? You know, with the Google SEO, you need to you need to pay attention to the keyword difficulty, especially when you're a new blogger. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to point for the for keywords with you know, lower, high search volumes of like 1K, right? 1,000 a month, that's good enough. And then the search difficulty should be like 35 below. So when you create great content with this keyword research that you've done, there's a high chance that you're going to rank on the, you know, front page of Google when people search for the exact search term, right? But with Pinterest, you do not need to do so much as because all of the work that you need to do would be on your, you know, website because Pinterest is, um, of course, it's a traffic driver basically. Yeah. So when I'm creating my content, Pinterest doesn't require you to, um, for the pin description, for example, you have a limit of 500 words, right? So that's why when you when you're doing your keyword research on Google, you just get the the search term, the search volume. Those are the only things you need. You do, you do not need keyword difficulty for Pinterest. Right. All, all you need to do with Pinterest is understand keywords on Pinterest, understand SEO on Pinterest, create very eye-catchy pins and pins that will be converting. Right. So when you use calls to actions on your pins, so those are like the required things. So 
you know, get your keyword, people are searching for them, you see the search volume, and then on Pinterest, you will do your keyword correct, your pin title, description, you know, you have boards, of course. So for whatever pin that you're creating, you would have created boards, so you're gonna send this pin to the um to the boards that are related to what your pin is about. So these are like basic things to understand, of course. So the next part, if you're not doing your keyword research on um, Google, would be to do it on Pinterest itself, on the Pinterest platform. And the way that you do that, seeing now that Pinterest has taken away the related search terms when you search, right? You're gonna do that on the Google, on the Pinterest ads, Pinterest ads platform. So when you go on the Pinterest ads platform, there's a part called keywords, right? That's very, um, a lot of people do not even understand it. But when you go there, that's how you're going to see the numbers, the real numbers of people that are searching. So for this recent client that I had, where, you know, we have to, um, she, was, she was pretty confused about how Pinterest would be a good fit. Saying that um, for the longest time, she had been on Pinterest and she had used it to plan um, a lot of things, plan weddings, plan birthdays. And then for lots of people, the thing that that's the Pinterest end. Right, for beautiful things, and that's it. And for college um, students, but that's not what it is. It's a huge platform for mostly dominated by women, but now there's like 40% men, 50% women on Pinterest now. So it's crazy. So when you get on the keyword, you know, you would see that. Um, so we did a search employee engagement, for example. That was the keyword we put on the Pinterest ad, and we saw that it had 3 million to. 5 million searches per month. A lot of other terms that we, we used, we saw that it had 5 million plus searches per month. So that's how you get to see the numbers of people that are searching for your search terms. And when you put a certain keyword, you're going to see a lot of related keywords, right, on the, the Google, on the Pinterest ad um, platform. So that's like the most brilliant way that you can find keywords when you get on Pinterest. And that's like a Exactly. You got to tell them because people don't know that this is the things that people pay for. People Mm -hmm. don't. And then, yeah, we can tell them it's a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. But I also know that if you if you've heard it, you may not know what to do with that information either. That's why we're there to help you navigate because, yeah, you can go and see it. But if you're not practicing what we're talking about, realistically, you're still in the same spot. Right. Yeah. So I I love the fact I really love the fact that you were able to bring that up. Tell us about what you just said. You said about three million, five million plus. Now I'm going SEO mode a little bit. So if you think about ranking on Google for a keyword, you're not supposed to be in the millions because you could get drowned, just like hashtags. But also. On Pinterest, you get that narrow field and that wide field on the Pinterest ad space. What are the safe numbers people should be looking at? Is there an exact number or an exact range or how should they be able to process that information? Okay, so not particularly an exact number, right? Because Pinterest doesn't quite have um, that much of a competition with keywords. The way that Pinterest, the way that Google does, they don't have it right now. Right, there's lots of people, there's lots of um, 
bloggers, businesses who have very huge accounts, like the 10 million plus um, monthly impressions on your account. Yeah. Um, doing the same things in the same niche that you would want to go to as, you know, a new person of interest, right? But you have a very high chance of doing so much better, right? Because you understand keywords. Pages has just been very, very gracious to um, lots of bloggers and business owners, meaning that you can get on there right now and in 30 days, literally 30 days, you can take, you can get up to like a million impressions, depending on how consistent you are, get up to a million impressions. It happens, but it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Right? It doesn't happen all the time. So looking at the numbers when it comes to, um, so should I go for the 5 million plus of course, when you say, when I say, for example, productivity, the, 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 the term productivity, right? If I put that on the ad be over 5 million searches per month, right? But when I want to create a pin, seeing that productivity is hugely searched on Pinterest, I'm not going to just say um, productivity tips, five productivity tips for you, right? I'm going to go a little deeper to use, you know, long tail keywords in my description yeah right so best productivity tips for single women best productivity tips for female entrepreneurs this is a long tail so of course you want to get keywords and you also want to get long tail so that's how you start to get leverage in the beginning right so of course pay attention to the five million plus search terms but always make sure that your when you come to implement it on your pinterest um pin creations and your pinning strategy of course you want to use long tails so that you're reaching specific people right so that's it so there's two things features are about testing and trying yeah you don't, you don't just get on paper and just do one thing and expect that that would be you know that would be the be all and end all you have to try different things so for example pinterest has various um, pin sizes Right, that's the 1000 by 15, that's the 900 by 12, that's the 1000 by 25. You know, so if you have to search, you have to try try out as much of them as you can. Because sometimes one of the things that will make your pins to be successful would be the pin size. It's crazy. So sometimes it could be that your pin is getting this much traction because it looks so much different than all of the other pins for this search term. So it's standing out. Right. Right. Not because your pin is so different. Not because you you're writing something so different. Sometimes it's just your pin size. Sometimes it's because you know, you're using patchy phrases that will get people to click. Sometimes it's because your your description is short. Sometimes it's because it's short. Sometimes it's because it's long. So you try out different. There's lots of strategies out there. Sometimes it's because you're posting five times a day. Sometimes it's because you're posting ten times a day. Okay. So. Different pin strategies, you have to try out, you know, the different things that work. I could give a list of all of the things that could work, but you don't just stick to one thing, right? You have forever to check out Pinterest, right? To try it out. So maybe the 30 days, you want to try out four different, you know, strategies. Next month, you mix things up. And of course, you want to know, you know, the things that would help your account to not be banned. To not be deactivated because the things that you might do on pinterest that might get you deactivated right yeah. so be on the good side of pinterest algorithm you know let your content be good enough do your keyword research 
uh, let your pink creation, like your pink images also look good and stand out. And you, you just might be on your way to great success with Pinterest. I think it's, I think so too. I think it would be great if somebody uses these tactics and really practicalizes them and really look at it from, I'm not trying to rank to a million today, but I want to rank to a million one day with my yeah. steady increase in steps. So mm-hmm. some people have this idea that I need a blog to be on Pinterest to rank on Google. <laughs> you know what? You see how I went there? So yeah. do you need a Pinterest business account to connect to your website with a blog or can you do without a blog and still be able to get that type of success? Okay, so it's two things. Right? You literally can you know, get that type of success without a blog or a website. But you do need to have, like, a type of destination link. Where are you sending people to? Yeah. You know, when you're posting on... Because that's what Pinterest is. When you click on any image on Pinterest, it's supposed to lead you to a link somewhere, right? So, maybe you're a podcaster, right? Maybe it's not a website. Maybe it's your podcast. You're sending to your podcast. Maybe it's your YouTube channel. Right? Maybe it's a landing page where you're collecting emails, but that's not a website, right? So it's yeah. like different things. It doesn't have to be a website. But one thing that, you know, increases your success on Pinterest is when you claim your website on Pinterest, right? So there's a feature, right, on your profile on Pinterest that says claim your website, right? The yeah. reason why that is important is so that Pinterest knows that you are a verified creator, that you really have a website because a lot of people have been on Pinterest to misuse the platform, mm-hmm. right? At the time when, like back in 2020, 2018, 2019, you would see really nice pink images. You click on them and they're sending you to ClickBank offers that are just crazy, right? So right. Pinterest allows affiliate links. Right, they've kind of they're now a little bit strict with affiliate links, meaning that it's not all affiliate links that you can leave on Pinterest. So that's what I was talking about, doing things that would um, keep you on the platform and not get you banned. Right? So when you use affiliate links on Pinterest, for example, the Amazon affiliate links are allowed one hundred percent on Pinterest. But you have to disclaim, right, with a hashtag that this is an affiliate link. Right? So um for example maybe i'm an amazon associates partner now uh, meaning that i am an amazon affiliate partner so when i get when i create an account um when i say that this account is niche for gardening right then yeah. i get on pinterest and i collect links for a lot of gardening products that's out there and then i start to create pins really nice pins do keywords and everything and get people to get back on amazon and purchase this gardening items right you have to um first of all you cannot claim the amazon site on pinterest meaning that your traction and your impression would be low correct right because it already sees that you are using this platform for affiliate marketing period so you're not going to be getting as much success as someone who has claimed their website right so that's the difference and then even if you do not have a website or a blog there has to be a reason why you want to use Pinterest. So do you want to grow your email list? If you want to grow your email list, you can claim, so maybe you want to go a step further and maybe buy a domain. You don't want to create a blog or a website, but you just buy this domain, 
right? And you put it on click funnels or something so that you start to and you create a landing page. Maybe you create a landing page with click funnels or with WordPress. So you can claim that domain on Pinterest. So for every um, every time that you link back to this particular domain, right? Mm-hmm. Say favorpodcast.com, that's your domain, right? And then it has a slash lead magnet. And that slash lead magnet is for one of your um, freebies, one of your lead magnets, right? right. So whenever you put whenever you put that destination link on Pinterest, you recognize this favor podcast so it gets you more traction because that domain is claimed already right but when you're sending traffic when you're putting links that you've not claimed on your website it's kind of slow because Pinterest doesn't want to rank you so much no matter how good you do you know when you put pins that are with the domain that you claim it gets you more traction on Pinterest it, it helps you see more success in the short term on Pinterest mm-hmm that's true. And yeah. you you said something that's so important about the domain. And because I know some people who have amazing domains, some people don't even have a website and they are doing amazingly well on Pinterest. Like one great example is a friend of mine on Clubhouse. Her name is Kate Kesey. And she does not have a website and she doesn't want to have a website, but she's ranking over 200,000 monthly viewers on, on Pinterest, but she's directly creating that ecosystem between Instagram and Pinterest. And I love what she's doing because like you said, it's not about the domain you own. It's about what you feed that domain. It's about what you feed that link that your destination link takes people to and from, you know, and how it brings them back to the source. So Based on linking and contacts and backlinks and all these good SEO tactics, are you able to give somebody a best practice on what to do from searching to posting? Because I noticed that some some people don't know how to even make a post. Just like sometimes we don't know how to post on TikTok. We don't know how to post on LinkedIn. Some people don't even know how to even start a post on Pinterest. So, what should they be looking out for so that they can make their lives easier? Okay. So very, very quick things, right? Um, first of all, you need to see Pinterest as a search engine. That should be like the first thing, the first thing on your mind. Yeah. Right? When you begin to see it as a search engine, it helps you understand that the reason people go there is because they're searching for things that will solve their problems. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you need to see yourself as a solution to all of these various problems that they have. So it's two things. Pinterest is a search engine. You are a solution. The way that Google is a search engine, and all of these pages that show on the on the top um, page of of Google, they are the solutions, right? Because the Google algorithm has checked out all of these pages. Depending on your domain authority, of course, depending on the quality of content that you have, depending on you know how great um, your content is, really answering the question that is being sent. Yeah. Right. So when it comes to Pinterest, you've understood now that it's a problem and a solution, right? And then you are in the middle. You're in the middle. So so you have to have a niche. That's that's one thing that's important. What which of this millions of questions that are being asked on Pinterest every day, which ones can you solve? That's where your niche comes in. So what what do you do particularly? Right, so you understand that you don't want to be all over the place. Yeah. When you're just starting out on Pinterest, right? It's a tip 
particular problems that you want to solve. That's that's like what differentiates people that spend too long trying to do good on Pinterest and people that actually do good they need about thirty to ninety days. Mm. Right? You have a niche. When you have a niche, you set up your account, have a Pinterest business account. Right? There are lots of personal accounts right now that they do not see analytics. You can't see you can't see analytics of how many people are clicking back to your site, how many people are re- you're reaching on Pinterest if you're not a business account. So create, you know, a business account or you can convert your already personal account to a business account. But I advise that you create a brand new business account so you start on a clean slate, right? So you don't have to clean up your accounts, clean up your boards. So of course, you create a business account. Um, what's your name? What's the name of your business? Is it Favor Podcast? Is Favor Podcast you? That's your name, right? You need to have a profile picture that's catchy. It could be a picture of you. It could be a logo. It doesn't matter. Um, your description is another thing. So in your description, you want to say what you do, right? In your description, have your keywords right there in your description. The way that we have Instagram right now, you know, I'm hearing that Instagram is kind of tilting towards becoming a type of search engine, meaning that when people yeah. search for various things, they can find you depending on what you have in your profile, right? And your captions so too. What did you say? And your captions too. Yeah, your captions too. That's amazing. So on Pinterest, you're gonna have your descriptions to show and to say what you do. And then the next step, of course, is the most important step, and that's your boards, right? So your boards would be like, like for example, you have a blog, right? In your blog, you have categories, right? So favorite podcast. I'm sorry if I'm using favorite podcast. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So, Go ahead. Favorite podcast, right? And then let's say you're talking on your boards. Your boards are like an opportunity for you to have various categories of your niche, right? So for one board, I would say women in business podcast. Another board, I would say black men in business podcast or podcast guest podcast for black men. You know, everything in podcast, but now there's different categories. So please have to satisfy different types of interest. Yeah. Right, depending on particular things. So that's your board. So you have to make sure that your boards your boards are solving different problems, you know, in relation to your niche. Right? And then of course you would put descriptions in your board. That's that's one thing I don't see a lot in a lot of businesses. You create your board, but you don't put board descriptions. So within boards, you can also do keyword research as well and explain what your board is about. So for example, I'm doing best quotes for black female entrepreneurs that's one board right within my niche and then within the board description i would do keyword research of course so that you're putting relevant keywords within your board description not just things off your head but things that that have data that are backed with data that explain that there's people searching for this various thing yeah of course your board that's that's the part of pinterest setup that has to be completed before pinterest even starts to recognize you as being valuable enough to be brought up in the search, right? So when you've done your pin set up correctly, then you start to create pins. So you mentioned that a lot of people do not know how to actually post on Pinterest. So when I started on Pinterest, I would search, right? Um, I would do searches like how to create a Pinterest account. And I would see lots of things like, you know, you know the way that Pinterest would kind of fill up your search? When you type in something and then there's a remaining that it fills for you, I would see how do you create a page on Pinterest, 
right? So you're right. Lots of people don't know how to create pins on Pinterest. So one of the things, of course, if you want to create pins, is to know the different sizes of pins. You don't create, you don't use the Instagram size on Pinterest. Pinterest has its own size. So you can think, you can think the Instagram real size, for example, is the same size. You know, so the Instagram real size would work well on Pinterest because it's long, you know, and it's, it works. Right, but Pinterest has a recommended pin size, and that's the 1000 by 1500 recommended by Pinterest. But that doesn't mean that you have to do it to the end of your Pinterest experience. You change for the different types of pin sizes that you can use. It has 1000 by 1500 has worked for me, um, 900 by 12 has worked for me so much. I'm currently using 1000 by 25 and it's working for me. So different pin sizes, that's what I said, that you have to try out various things. As long as you use the same brand colors, as long as you use the same fonts, stay on brand, that's the thing. So what are your colors? Keep using your colors, keep using your fonts, but try out different sizes. People would still know that it is you, right? That's very intentional. That's it. So that's, that's the things that you have to pay attention to. So when you create these pins, you do your keyword research. Before you even post pins, you should do keyword research so that because there's lots of people fighting for this keyword. So you can't just take things off your head and post. You have to do keyword research and post them so that you stand a chance to rank, you know, within the front page of the Pinterest search. Exactly. And and it makes sense because the the thing that really catches my attention is that the when you search for something and then you see it on the result and let's say you pick the very first picture and you scroll down to that image or that pin you will see where that person saved that pin to as a board and the board that you see there is also keyword search friendly so when somebody is trying to rank do they focus on the board name, the board description, the pin name, the pin des- description, or after doing their research, they should just figure out what works? Because we can ki- we can give them all these tips, but sometimes people are like, I still don't know what to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay, so whenever you're creating a pin, whenever you're posting a pin, make sure that you're sending them to relevant boards. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what you said, that when you scroll down, on a pin, you would see the board that this pin has been saved into. So you have to save your board, your pins into relevant boards. So if I'm talking um, 10 best podcasts for women entrepreneurs, my board should be women entrepreneurs. You know, so my board should be women, women entrepreneurs. So it's related. You're posting this pin into the board and Pinterest recognizes that it is there's relevance. So Pinterest places relevance you know, are very important. So there should be relevance between what your pin you're creating and what board it is going into. That's that's right? very the deep. Is, the board is important. So don't just create pins and just send it to empty boards, for example. Right? Even boards have their own strategy. So when you create a new board, before you start to put your own pins into this board, you want to first index these boards. Right, and the way to do that is to pin other people's related pins, fill them into your boards before you start putting your own pins because that helps Pinterest understand your board. Right, 
But that helps people understand that this is what the board is about. So when you start to put your own pin, it categorizes it under, you know, the board name. Right? So those are like important things that you need to do around optimizing your board. Yeah, I believe so too. And I'm thinking about this particular practice where when you use your board and your board is ranking, right? As your board is ranking, you also have top boards in your analytics section, in your dashboard. And I love Pinterest because you can reorder the arrangement of your boards on your profile in the created section. Not in the created section, in the saved section. So when you're reordering your boards, does that help? When, like, let's say I go to your Pinterest and the best board you have is all the way in the bottom, but because it's not reordered, I'm not able to see it. Is that a bad practice, or should I always look out to see what is performing best and keep it at the top of my funnel? Well, for you, right? Not for the not for the Google, not for the Pinterest algorithm, but for you, it helps you to see what's performing best, and because it's performing best, it means that you should go in harder or back. And sometimes the reason that's performing best is because you have more um, high-quality pins in those boards, right? So maybe you want to also look at other boards that you're neglecting and start to create very good pins and putting them into those boards, right? But if all of your boards have around the same type of pin numbers, right, it means, and then there's a particular board that's doing so great. It means that you want to continue to do great, continue to put quality pins into that board because it will continue to do great for you for a long time, right? So putting it at the top means that when people land on, so what the idea pins do for you right now is at the end of your idea pin, there's a part that says follow, right? That's Pinterest way of trying to get creators to have followers on Pinterest. Because for a long time, followers did not matter so much on Pinterest. Followers did not matter. It just matters what number of impressions you're getting every month and what number of outbound clicks you're getting every month. But right now, Pinterest wants you to have followers. Right? So when you're doing a lot of idea pins, when people, you know, scroll and scroll and tap to the end of your idea pin, they're going to see a part that says follow this creator and they can follow you. So when they land on your profile, you want them to see my life is kind of going bad. So you want them to see um, the pin that is performing best on your account, right? The board that's performing best. It means that because they're already interested in you, in your um, in your idea pin, because even in your idea pin, you're creating um, things within your niche, right? And the people that are going to see that are people that are interested in what you're talking about. So when, you, when they get on your profile, you want to have that board that is doing so well. It means that they will be interested in that board. So you want to put the one thing that a lot of people are already interested in at the top of your profile. So that's like, you know, a practice that you should bear in mind. So you should have it at the top. Don't have it hidden all the way because it's going to increase people's click-through rates and have them click more, you know, into your board. So, and follow your board because people follow boards as well. Exactly. People follow boards. That's a very big thing. Not a lot of people know that. Now, do the the boards and the followers are they different from the followers in your account, like the official um, board account? No, so it's not different. It's just that um, it's gonna specifically show you that, for example, if you go on the Pinterest account and you click on the board, you would find that even if the the person the um, creator has 
4,000 followers on their profile, on their account. So God might have 100 followers, right? So it just shows that out of this 4,000 people, 100 people came to follow you from your board. Mm. Right? So it just tells you that these people are following you because they found your board. So that's kind of how it works. But they are also adding up to your total number of followers. Ah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So people should be focusing more on the content that they post so that the boards are followed and people get follows overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. That's really great. Pinterest is so undervalued. Till today, people are still like, I don't know if I should be on Pinterest. Pinterest is for mothers. Pinterest is for, for shoppers. I'm like, you are searching on Google and you're not complaining. So why are you complaining about Pinterest? Exactly. But when you do really good on Pinterest and a particular content, a particular blog content is ranking on Pinterest because of your pin, when people search for that on, on Google, it can rank on Google as well. Exactly. Because Pinterest is a very high authority site and Google, you know, values Pinterest, right? So if you're ranking on Pinterest, you can rank on Google as well. And you it is a win-win because you're thinking about backlinking, like you said. And if you're backlinking from Google to Pinterest or Pinterest to Google on your SEO through your domain, then you're really giving Pinterest, you're giving Google something to search. And there's something that I've been talking about on Clubhouse. It's been I've been talking about it for a while now. It's it's called LSI keywords which is latent semantic index keywords and just to bring it to a simple form it's just words that describe the target keyword so like supporting words that support that keyword and like you said it's not good to keyword stuff it's not good to you know fluff everything in there because you look like a bot at this point so if you think about lsi keywords and using the actual keywords to rank especially when you're creating copy and you're having your sentences how can you use both of them together so that it doesn't sound too monotonous or too slousy okay so this one is with google right not pinterest yeah this is for google okay so the way that you use lsi with google basically is of course you do keyword research first 
right? So, so that you would see all of the related terms that are under your keyword, right? So for example, I write a blog post. Uh, there's a blog post that I did that's over 5,000 words. And the reason why it's that long is because, you know, I did the keyword research and I did the LSI keywords as well, meaning that you found all of these other related keywords under how to start a blog that makes money, right? So all of these keywords, you want to make them different H tags, right? Because they're keywords, so you want to categorize another H tag and you explain them another H tag, maybe paragraphs, but then there should be H tags because H tags also help you rank. That's for on-page SEO, right? So get as much related keywords that have very high search volume, right? And put them into your blog content, right? But categorize them under H tag so that they're new paragraphs. Now you explain what it, is, what it is. What that would do for you, you know, is that Google would find you to be very, very valuable, that content. Because it has almost all of the search terms under how to start a blog, right? Google, the Google algorithm would see that and you will start to rank for that keyword because you you almost exhausted all of the information on that topic right so that's what lsi does for you and it's very brilliant and i i would advise that a lot of people should do that because google just rolled out a new update in may right and it's not very far from what's already there meaning that you have to have long tail long form content upwards of 2500 that's a lot that's a lot, but the Google the Google search engine is worth it, you know? Because you want to rank up there. You will not be spending thousands on ads when you're ranking in Google. Because people are just yeah. coming to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And these are quality, quality people coming to you. So that's very, that's very important. So that's the LSI thing that you have to understand. You get all of this related. I don't know where you do your keyword research. But you can do it with a Google Keywords Planner. It's free. Right? Yeah. You can use Uber Suggest. I think it's free for 30 days. If not, I think they have a limited number of um, research that you can do. So for example, if you're not paying for Uber Suggest, you can do three searches every day. Right? So if you do three searches every day, it would show you like a minimum of, I think, a maximum of, I think, 10 um, keywords. That are related to what the, what your parent topic is basically. So the parent keyword would be that particular thing that you put there to say this is what I'm searching for. So the related ones, right? So you can make content. You don't have to create. So the thing with LSI, you don't have to create brand new blog posts for all of these various related topics, right? You just have to put them into your blog posts, make them H tag, explain what they are, and kind of exhaust your blog post with these related terms, right? explain use pictures if you have videos use videos and that's it yeah yeah let's 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 do that let's make pinterest happen (laughs) because i think a lot of people are going to really feel like they are being drilled into about pinterest and they're being forced but it's not really a force it's kind of like would you even like as a business in the next three to five years, you want to be reaping the benefits that you invested years prior. And when you are on Pinterest, you are leveraging that social media, leveraging that search engine toolbar because people are going to search for you. They're going to find you. And people think that they're not going to be found because everybody's on Pinterest. But if you're very consistent and you keep showing up, 
especially with good content, somebody's going to find you. And I love the fact with Pinterest that if I click on your image, like you said, and I now go to your blog and I come back to Pinterest, I'm going to find something else in your board that will show up on my feed. Exactly. Exactly. So for everybody that's engaged with your pin on Pinterest, right? Um, because they're always on their Pinterest account, on their homepage, they will always find your pins, right? So that's what the Pinterest algorithm, so the Pinterest algorithm would kind of always roll out things that you have done on your account to people who have engaged with your content. And by engagement, I mean, they've clicked on your pins before. Yeah. Right. So every time that you create new pins, they will always find your content on their uh, on their accounts. Right. So that's one way for you to try to get you know audience. That's true. This is really good information. I'm I'm hoping people are able to take notes, learn a lot because there's so much to learn and this practical steps are here for you and Chioma definitely brought the sauce today. So I just want to thank you so much for what you were able to bring today, unlocking the Pinterest marketing guideline, giving people a blueprint and just adding value because a lot of people need to understand what they're doing before they start posting and pinning. Right. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much. Is there any way people can reach out to you? What are the options? And if there's any website or even your pins, you know, what, where can people connect with you so they can be able to learn more about your business and what you do for them? Okay. So the very first easy one is Instagram, right? So my Instagram is there to blog. That's D A R E T O B L O G. It's the same on Instagram. It's the same on clubhouse. If you're on clubhouse, right? But mostly Instagram and on Instagram, you're going to find my, um, on the link, right in my bio that's my pinterest is there my blog is there so you're trying to start a blog i have a five-day free e-course that walks you through you know all the things you need to know all the way to seo breaking it down easy so that it's not so much of a tech and overwhelm right so it's easy for you to understand and of course one thing that i want to leave here before i go is that i need people to understand that pinterest is not a you know the way we say get rich quick right yeah Pinterest is not a blow-up quick platform either. Okay, so you don't want to get on Pinterest and expect that, oh my God, in 30 days, I should have 200,000 impressions, I should have to have um, 10,000 people on my website every month. Don't look at it as that, because you might be disappointed. Pinterest starts to index your account properly within 30 to 90 days. That's something a lot of people will not tell you, and I don't know why, okay? I don't know why it, a lot of people want you to think that Pinterest will blow you up fast. It happens. The way that we see people go viral on Instagram, go viral on Twitter, you can you can go viral on Pinterest before 30 days, right? But what's the what's the chance? What are the odds of you going viral when you just started? You don't even know how to use the platform, right? So get consistent 30 to 90 days. So give yourself three months on the platform. By then, you've understood in and out of Pinterest. Nobody's going to tell you how to run it, even though you might still need help from time to time. But 90 days is enough time for you to have tested. So before you even start, maybe take a program to understand how Pinterest works. So that you're not doing things out of guesswork. You're doing things that actually work. Because you don't want to have wasted effort doing things that will not work. 
and are wasting so much time. So give Pinterest the time, 30 to 60 days, claim your domain, even if it's not a website or a blog, claim a domain so that you continue to, to link people back to a domain that Pinterest already understands, right? So be consistent as well. So how do you want to start? Do you want to start with five pins every day? Do you want to start with this? So for starters, I would say between five to ten pins, no, between three to five pins every day when you're just starting because you want to take it easy on yourself when you're just starting yeah right so after 30 days you now want to go to between 10 to 15 pins every day so you build it up don't just start with 20 pins every day you can do that if you have the time but i believe that if you have a business to run except you want to hire a va okay except you want to hire a va to manage your pinterest they're going to go all out they can do 25 pins every day from the start perfect but if you're doing it yourself take it easy like five pins every day so after 30 days 10 pins every day right make sure that your boards are optimized you know all of these things are important and don't continue to scroll on your pinterest looking for how many people have saved your pins when you just started you might be disappointed because your account is not yet indexed. Do you understand? So you have to give it time. And then after 30 days, you cannot start to worry about, oh my God, it's not working. Oh my God, should I change something? When you're just starting out, Pinterest doesn't even know that you just created an account yet. Okay, you have to give them content so that they will see that, oh, there's this new person. Okay, let's see, what, what, what's her account like? What's her niche? What's her domain? All of these things. So that's it. But then definitely, it is so much easier to build up your traffic using Pinterest than doing it using Google. Okay, of course you want to focus on Google. Google is important, but when you are pressed on time, Pinterest is great for you as well. And it's kind of the same type of traffic because they're both warm leads and they're both quality buyer traffic as well. So, by all means, Pinterest is great for you. Exactly that part <laughs> thank you so much Chioma. i've learned i'm sure people have been able to learn because even as experts we keep talking about this and we, we'd rather hear it from somebody else sometimes and it's good that you're able to bring that perspective so that people know that we're not the only ones doing this there are other people out there that are actually taking advantage and running businesses and actually having huge margins of profit because of how they're able to really successfully build their Pinterest strategy. So with that said, I really appreciate you for being here, Chioma. And I'm definitely looking forward to catching you out on the clubhouse streets. Sure. <laughs> I will be happy to open your rooms, you know. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I wish you a wonderful, Thank wonderful you. time. Thank you so much. Thank you for the time. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.